On this podcast, Stephen Turner started a discussion on a hot topic in our nation today. It's all about guns. We discussed the Second Amendment, the God-given rights and mandate relating to guns found in the Bible, and we have a special guest with us in the studio who owns and operates a gun store. It's going to be a great podcast, so sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Out War Podcast. I am your faithful host, Turner, and I am here in the studio today with my brother, Rosie. What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah, I got to shoot a lot this weekend. You got to shoot a lot? Sweet. What was your favorite thing you got to shoot? Probably shouldn't talk about what we have. Come on now. You can talk about that. Barrett 50 cal. (laughs) No way. Really? Yeah. I have wanted to shoot one of those in, in forever. I've seen one shot. I've never gotten to shoot one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. My, my buddy has one. The repercussion off of that when it shoots is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see, like, things like 15, 20 feet away move. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome, man. That's it, awesome, dude. It also blows up trees. If you <laughs> shoot a tree <laughs> pretty close. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you brought it up. Be- brought that up about shooting a gun because today's podcast is going to be all about guns and shooting and uh, the Second Amendment and us as Christians and what's the biblical response and mandate and all of that that's connected to all of that. And because of that, I've actually invited into the studio for the for the podcast a special guest uh, today. His name is Kevin. Kevin, do you mind if I use your last name? Or yep, it's Colin. Kevin <laughs> Kevin Jones, <laughs> and Kevin Jones is the owner and operator of Bullets and Beans, which is a a gun shop in uh, Northern Virginia. And uh, he's he is just he's been a good friend. You've been a good friend for a long time. And uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your shop? Because I want to give you a plug out for Bullets and Beans in Hamilton, Virginia. Thank you, Turner. Yeah, yeah, we, we appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a good instructor, but I'm the worst marketer in the world. So most people don't even know we exist yet. So uh, <laughs> it's not a bad thing, really. Well, good news: um, nobody knows this podcast exists. So you're <laughs> all right. You're living in the shadows, that's Texas. Right. Um, that's right. But the uh, yeah, so we have a. Um, we have a small, we, it's a small little shop, and the, the intent was, um, I've been an instructor for a long time, but as a side job, I've been doing the software engineering for the government and government customers for close to almost 30 years. Wow. And so uh, it just doesn't seem like it's been that long. But a uh, long story short, a um, buddy from church found this small little bank, and, uh, and we looked at it, and my wife was like, you know, it'd be a great place for you to do your instruction. And then... Uh, make a nice coffee shop too and so the purpose in the in just pouring water on some beans is is uh, it's just a nice family-friendly environment so uh i mean often you know i would find with friends and family they a lot of people that weren't even gun people they didn't know where to go they just had this burden for self-protection and it's nothing that they wanted but they found themselves in a situation where you know where do i go what do i do i need to protect myself i don't even know the first thing about security and it's not necessarily about firearms all the time either. It's like a, a layered level of uh, defense for the home or property or, or what have you. And so, um, you know, where do you go where somebody's really um, sincerely concerned about your safety, mm-hmm. where they're willing and they have the knowledge to share that with you and, uh, and gather requirements? Because it's very specific. I mean, even the firearm aspect of it is very specific to the individual. And so, you know, some place where you can come, ask a question, or maybe not, just have some coffee. Yeah. And just inquire and, and feel good about, you know, the information you receive. And, uh, and we're just there to help and, and serve and, uh, and just see where it goes. Well, so. I have to agree. You are the most 
uh, non-pretentious gun shop I've ever been into, <laughs> which, which is nice because if you've ever, if you're new to guns and, and, or if you've ever been thinking about getting a gun or getting, you know, protecting yourself or, or getting certified for, you know, to have a concealed carry permit, uh, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit overwhelming when you walk mm-hmm. in and it can be intimidating oh, and yeah. you don't know this gun from that gun and this bullet from that bullet and, and, and where to point, you know, when you're oh, holding yeah. it and, mm-hmm. and it's pe- a nervy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, yeah. and cause you're in your hand, you're holding something that could end a life. Right. And it's pretty real when you, the first time you grab hold of a, of a Glock or a, or a 1911 or something, you know, any, well, yeah, anything, it, even a most, 22. Yeah. Most, most of the time you're rushed through a course. No, I, I understand some people, um, if, like, more often than not, they come in for uh, concealed handgun permit courses with Virginia. And if you're a competition shooter from a different state, <clears throat> you just want to take the course and, and continue on. Yeah. But you know, for people that are new to the uh, experience, um, you know, there's a lot that, that they need to learn. And usually it's in a, in a short period of time, and then there's a range, and they can hear the gunfire, you know, and then there's all this anticipation and nervousness, and this it's kind of intimidating. But we, we just take a slow approach. And so we have classroom upstairs. We use... Um, we start off with the safety aspect of it. We talk safety. We talk, um, um, you know, legal uh, aspects of it. You know, all the legal aspects with uh, concealed carry in Virginia. Yeah. Um, reciprocity, uh, nomenclature, how they function, when they're safe, when they're not safe. You know, dispel all the, all the rumors with uh, all the stuff that comes from the other side. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot. We're gonna get into that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, um, you know, just the aspect of uh, the fundamentals of shooting. And then, too, we, I mean, depending on, on where they want to go, we're, we're happy to deviate a little bit and uh, just secure it in general. Because if, hey, I'm not a gun person, you know, because the benefit of a firearm is it gives you distance, right? But if you don't want to don't deal with that type of responsibility, then what are your o- other options? And so you can yeah. take a tiered approach to, uh, to your home with surveillance, you know, animals, dogs, you know, that type of thing. Um, or you can just, like, for instance, I've got level 3A soft body armor that goes in my kid's backpack to school with him every day nice and so uh just i mean and you hate to say it in this environment but um you know with all the active shooters going on in all the schools you know it just makes it's common sense okay he needs to have something so hold that thought right there because we're gonna i'm gonna bring that up in a minute because that happens to be an argument that comes across but i just wanted to start there's a great Mm -hmm. verse in the old testament by the way go to bullets and beans in hamilton (laughs) Talk to Kevin. Talk to whoever's in there. I've been in there many times. It's a great, relaxed environment. There's you can learn. He's eager to share. Um, he's got great deals on on weapons, and he'll give you the best deal you can find. And he's gonna he's gonna work with you. And uh, you guys even do consignment in there, don't you? Yeah, we do consignment. So, yeah, it's yeah, consignment for ten percent, fifteen percent, I think. Yeah. And uh, we do state uh, sales. And uh, do you guys have a website? We do. It's um, bullets and it's www. That's right, www. It's my name three times. <laughs> it's late, so George W. will pop in and say stuff. <laughs> um, but it's uh, you know bullets and beans. That's uh, b u l l e t s dash n dash beans dot com. That's our URL. In not and in and in November. Beans. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So bullets and beans. Uh, dot com. That's awesome. So go by there, check out their their site, and uh, make your way up to the Hamilton and uh, say hi. We, I think you won't regret it, and get a cup of coffee and I talk will. talk guns. There is also a caveat. I mean, Hamilton's always had a problem with parking in the past, and yeah. And so to be um, courteous to our neighbor, he has a red barn behind us. So we always ask everybody, <laughs> please do not park in his spot. Right. Uh, you know, just uh, just to respect him and his property. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's 
rental parking on Longest Street and, and in the business, you know, uh, um, you know, in different areas. But yeah, uh, yeah, just it's kind of an old clean. downtown kind of feel when you're down yeah, there. Yeah, it's a small, so. yeah, small little area, little Main Street there. Mm-hmm. Cool. So here's the verse I wanted to read, and then I'm going to jump back into something you said just a second ago, and I'm okay. I'm eager to hear your response to this because I think you've thought this through quite a bit. Nehemiah chapter four, verse fourteen. It says, "Remember the Lord who is great and awesome." And fight for your brothers, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your homes. And so uh, God gave a mandate to Nehemiah and to those that were helping him. If you don't know the story, he was rebuilding the wall in Israel. They had been in exile for 70 years, and they were returning back. And so Nehemiah was in charge of helping that. And they were being pursued by those that opposed the work. And when they were uh, being pursued, they had to protect themselves. And Nehemiah gave them the instruction to remember how awesome and great our God is and fight for your homes, your brothers, your sons, your daughters, and your families. And uh, I just think that's an awesome mandate. And I like to kick it off with that because I think that God is all about protection. I mean, every everything that he tells us in his word that he gives us for instruction, the commandments that he gives are for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Though many people think the opposite of that, many people would say that God's a, you know, a, a, a joy killer and he doesn't want us to have fun and all of that. Uh, the reality is, is that when you submit to God's words, you find yourself in a protected environment as it is. Mm-hmm. So he's all about protection. And that's kind of where I'm going to lead to here, because one of the things that you just said a second ago was you said uh, you put in your son's backpack this uh, light body armor in the back, and I'm assuming that's in case there's an active shooter mm-hmm. in the school. He can pull it in front of him, or and I don't know if you've tra- trained him or whatever. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. given him some instruction yeah, if I bit. know yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Contact me. He's probably he's probably more dangerous than the active shooter if, if you give him the right <laughs> exactly. things. But uh, but uh, you put that in there for protection, and. Uh, and people would say in that argument, in the argument to what you're saying, is that an active shooter is that guns are the problem. So if we just get rid of the guns, then we won't have any more of these issues with these active shooters. So what would you say to someone that that has that opinion? Well, I mean, there's multiple things in, in, in that. I mean, if, you, if going back a little bit further, talking about God and his rules and, and restrictions and that and the other. But I love my son, and he has a rule not to stick his finger in the light socket. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm free. I mean, you're free to, to stick your finger in a light socket, but I love you. So there's rules, and uh, I mean, those those rules come with a with a purpose, um, for for protection. Um, yeah, I, I do. I just anything that I can do to uh, to protect him when he's out of sight is uh, it's it's not just it's a responsibility, but it's almost a mandate. And I uh, I mean, you know, my wife and I both agree that. Um, he's, he's our, you know, God's our highest priority. He's our highest priority. We're our highest priority. Yeah. But, um, and we work on all those things together, but he's got that. I mean, it's his favorite color. It costs, it's the price of two PlayStation games. It goes <laughs> in his backpack. It's very light. He likes having it in there. He knows the purpose of it too. And he knows if, if he hears something bang, bang, and the teachers start to scramble cause they've gone through this scenario with them a little bit as well. He knows to put it on, or if they're running out, if they have to you know, egress or, or leave the building quickly, um, you just throw it on. Um, yeah. And two, I've, I've told his teachers as well, hey, if they're safe, and he, you know, because his last teacher, I had some, um, well, I had a, a, it was like a level three uh, clipboard, and the thing weighed like 400 pounds. I mean, because you <laughs> use that as a weapon, you know. Yeah. There she is with a clipboard that weighs 400 pounds, and he's got a frozen pea and a straw. I mean, that's a dangerous couple right there. <laughs> 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 but, uh, <laughs> but she, uh, 
but you know, this is right after Parkland. I'm like, look, you know, this is how things are going to go. Um, Lord willing, you know, we pray daily for the protection of the children. Yeah. But I mean, you have this if you need it, and you just you have to run out to the parking lot too. I mean, just put this in front of you on your chest or so you gave it you. to the teacher yeah yeah oh awesome. so um well i mean did they understand oh yeah she yeah well she's a, she's a, she's a very smart woman Good. And she understands and the threat and uh i mean it's all about the kids right I mean, so, so what do you say though because like i've had this discussion mm-hmm. and everything you're talking about is taking precaution and mm-hmm. in a you're you're actually you're ahead of an active shooter so you're taking you're you're prepared which yeah which mm-hmm. is really what we're called to be is be prepared mm-hmm. and so what do you say to the person that says well if we just remove the guns then if we if they can't get access to an ar-15 then we don't have to worry about them shooting anymore we don't have to worry about going into a school if we if we if we only allow this type of gun with this many bullets in a magazine what do you what do you say to that argument because that's that's probably the most common argument that i hear well so take london surpassed um, the murder rate um, from New York uh, back in March or May, I can't remember. Yeah, it was just like, recently, I heard yeah, that, yeah. Like like the island of Australia and the island of Great Britain, um, they have gun control. Yeah. You know, and, and most of it's knives, knives and vehicles. And or so, acid or... Oh yeah, yeah, acid or what have you. I <laughs> yeah. mean, there's been yeah. several stabbing, you don't see a lot on the news, but in China there's a madman running around in the elementary school stabbing children. I mean, he's completely lost his mind. Um, but, I mean, he had a knife. You know, people... People will get whatever they can get their hands on to do evil. And yeah. is it the uh, is it the tool that they use, or is it um, the other what other you know just anything that they have accessible? Do you mean violence a, existed in the world before the invention of firearms? <laughs> do you think if you read Genesis <laughs> chapter two with the yeah. Cain and Abel? Yeah, but he shot him because he had a Glock seventeen. Obviously, yeah. I well, mean, violent. You know, he had seventeen rocks. That's what it was. High <laughs> capacity rock. <laughs> assault rock. Assault rock. Yes. <laughs> assault sling. Yeah. Crush it down. Take makes food taste good. Yeah. Assault life. No, yeah. it is. It's a hard. It's a truly is. I mean, we know as believers, as Christians, anybody listening to this that is a Christian, they understand that there's a heart issue that's a component of this. But anybody who doesn't have that spirit minded side of them or or aware of it or even care about it or think that it's connected because there are a lot of Christians that are actually uh, leaning towards that that argument as well um, which but well, I'm what you, you look at what they get told though right right off the bat whether it's whether it's a fact or not the first thing is we assume it's an assault style weapon AR-15 um, you know in Virginia you know AR-15s are semi-automatic um, so you press the trigger once one round comes out the round is too small for you to hunt deer within Virginia I mean, it's it's not the most devastating round in the For world. For two two six eight AR fifteen. Yeah, five five yeah or five five six or five, five, two six. two three is two, more two, three, the hunting sorry, It's slightly smaller, but for accuracy. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so I mean, there there are a lot of other things that would do an awful lot more damage. It's just that's what they grab to hold on to because it it's what the military uses. Right? And it looks so, it looks scary ish. Well, I mean, depends. they say yeah. That. I mean, it's it's a small little. 22 varmint gun you know the purpose was to you know back in the day light rounds you could carry more but if you wounded the bad guy and two other guys grab him and pull him off the field that's three three guys out of the fight really right. so um that I was mean, actually the mentality huh well yeah because we had the, the 30 odd six in world war ii it was devastating oh right? yeah we, we dominated in the semi-automatic the m1 grand um you know compared <laughs> to the other guys still shooting like three or three, you know um larger bullets but in bolt action but that was a devastating round and yeah. then you know after that we transitioned to the 7.2 um 7.762 by um you know 308 round and yeah. uh so uh you know just a little bit better uh ballistic coefficients flatter a little bit lighter 
Um, but you know that's the standard 308 now. More but, power. Yeah, but this got it's got range and knockdown power. Yeah. Um, but then you go into uh, into Vietnam and we're thinking, well, if they can carry lighter rounds and more rounds, um, that wasn't great. You know, punching holes in the, the foliage in the jungle, but they could carry more and weight meant a lot back in the day. So yeah. they, I mean, with with everything and every discussion, especially with with self defense and combat and, and firearms and and, and combatives, you know, there's always give and take, and uh, there's always discussions around you know, what works, what doesn't. Um, but with regards to self defense, um, you know, there's 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 evil in the world, yeah. right? So you have to you have to address that for the most part, yeah. and and you know, our culture has changed dramatically. I mean, we didn't. I mean, back in the 40s and 50s, after World War II, you could buy a fully full auto you know a machine gun right. thompson submachine gun, <laughs> yeah, you know, know. from the u.s government you know and they send it to you <laughs> in the post office it cost you 350 bucks i mean but the crime rates went out crazy then. if we just had a time machine what <laughs> no, we <laughs> go back and stockpile we could waste so much money on ammo just you know shooting uh watermelons and and uh plastic cans you know water bottles right. communists yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that yeah yeah but yeah so um you know, when when they, I mean, really, it's an inanimate object like anything else. Um, but the gun, um, right? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. And and two, I mean, and to an extent, like a lot of like like was it the um, was it the Columbine? I think was the guy in the theater. I can't remember which one that was. There's been so many, unfortunately. But the uh, I think the guy had a um, a drum mag on an AR. But those things inherently fail, and yeah. and and so I think as soon as it started to shoot, from from what I can recall. It jammed on him. He dropped it, and he went to the pistols for the most part. Mm. Um, I think that was a theater shooter. Was that theater shooter? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so when someone says that to you, that they're, you know, uh, my, if we just got rid of the guns, then it would solve the problem. We know that that's not the answer. The answer is not getting rid of the guns because we know that what are the police going to do? They're going to show up and they're going to have a gun. And so the issue is, is that really it comes down to is training. So if I'm trained well. And I understand the capabilities and the, you know, w- how to properly use mm-hmm. my weapon, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, like you mentioned the theater, when I go to the movies, I'm always carrying mm-hmm. because that's like a shooting fish in a barrel. Well, somebody it's, walks it's assumed in. soft target, right? Right. In the Absolutely. Dark, you can carry stuff in. Yeah. 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 So there's um, no, there's no, there's nobody, nobody even knows. Well, well, but well, first, you have to start from the assumption that you're you're responsible for yourself, and you're the only one that can protect yourself. I mean, they've, I know, I'm, I'm, and God bless the police for for putting their lives on the line oh, for yeah. us on a daily basis. Right. But you know, the sticker that says "Protect and Serve," I think at some point, um, someone tried to sue them. Like, well, they're supposed to protect us, but you know, the court decision was no, they're not. I mean. We don't have the manpower to stick a, a police right. officer in every corner just to prevent crime. Right? Yeah, they they're were, the ones that come after everything has res- happened. They're responders, yeah. first mm-hmm. responders is well, what they so, are. So, yeah. um, what was the one in California? Um, there was uh, I can't remember the name. The of The workplace other. violence, San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Yeah. yeah. So there was a SWAT team a, a mile down the road, and they were training active shooter stuff. So they they were a mm. full battle rattle, ready to go, and uh, the call goes out, and they respond within a minute. Because all they do is take their you know, training guns and swap them out with the other stuff, mm-hmm. but you know within a minute uh, there were already seven people, seventeen people dead. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then then they had fled and they were had to chase them down. So, um, I mean, really, to to respond to prevent a crime to yourself or your loved ones, you have to be armed in this day and age if that's the threat that's going to be posed against you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, now, now you can do a lot of stuff to stay out of harm's way, right? You, I mean, we never go out past dumb dumb hour, which is ten thirty, eleven thirty <laughs> anymore, <laughs> um, especially on the weekends. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also, uh, um, you know, just having situational awareness. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about this in the class a little bit. The little lady who gets out of the car and sees a couple of thugs in the parking lot. She eyeballs them, puts her hand in her purse, whether she has anything or not. Yeah. You know, she they know that she's onto them, but you got a guy six three playing Pokemon. He yeah. has no idea what's going on around him. He's a bigger target because they can just walk up and just take his wallet and he'll never see it coming. Right, right, yeah. And so situational awareness, there's all sorts of things you can do to protect yourself. Yeah. Um, but the onus is on you to, to do that. Well, speaking of that, so I just uh, came across today uh, a news article. Uh, police reported an armed bystander takes down a gunman at a Titusville back-to-school event. So Titusville, Florida, mm. there was a... Uh, a, a back to school event, a gunman was there and, and he was taken down by an armed bystander. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a police response. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, and it didn't get out of control. It didn't get to the point of where that guy went in and mowed down a bunch of teachers. And, uh, there have been a lot of those lately. And, and I mean, you can go out to certain websites like, uh, the truth about guns, guns and the, uh, the firearms, uh, blog. But I mean, they will, they'll get stories from local media and they'll talk about, People that have saved their lives and other people's just by because they're concealed carry holders, yeah. and it happens all the time. But you, it never makes the press. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I know, can remember for whatever reason. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand why the press won't report yeah. on these things. I don't get it, Jimmy. Um, I can remember when uh, when I first went through your class, mm-hmm. got my concealed carry, and then I and then the first couple times I carried how uncomfortable I was mm-hmm. and just uh, just how it took time but I also can remember when I was with my wife on a date and we were walking out of the movie theater and going to our car which was behind the theater and it was very dark and there were some people standing on a corner some guys and there was mm-hmm. like four of them and it was just like me and her mm-hmm. and uh, and she leaned over and says you have your gun right <laughs> and I said yeah I do <laughs> and and what it did is it gave us it gave us the, uh, I didn't feel like, okay, look, if it's going to be me, like, first of all, as any man would be with your, with your wife, you're going to die before you're going to let someone hurt her. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to, they're going to take me down to get to her. They're going to have to right. go through me. But the fact that I had some form of protection for defense to equalize, equalize yeah. yeah, to bring yeah. it up. And, uh, that totally, uh, gave me confidence and comfort not in the fact that i could shoot someone i that's the very last thing that i want to yeah, do and, that's the last thing, and yeah. would do yeah because i value life tremendously mm-hmm. and uh and so even if somebody is a bad person and wants to harm my family and i i don't want them to die i want them to repent that's that's what yeah. i want them to do <laughs> even if they only have 30 seconds left to repent right you know, you know but, but look but you <laughs> you know jesus that's right you know but you step into my house you you step in you know in the middle of the night uh it's there's there's very little room, little room for interaction. It's going to be, you know, you're, they know they're not supposed to be there. Well, yeah, if, if there's I mean? a threat that has the intent and the capability. Right. There you go. I mean, yeah. you're not, you know, and that's, I think that's a problem for law enforcement because, um, you know, split second. I mean, you can watch videos and training scenarios and force on force stuff, but the guy turns around with his hands in a, in a sweatshirt and in a half a second, there's a gun pointing at the police officer. Yeah. Right. They don't, I mean, it's hard for them. I mean, how much time, I mean, a ramble on, blah, blah, blah. but uh, just trying to visualize that scenario and how fast it happens. People don't realize it unless they train that. It's unbelievably to fast. To be able to differentiate a threat and a non-threat. I mean, is it a cell phone or is it a pistol? Yeah. And uh, why hasn't he complied for you know the minute and a half I've been walking behind him? Hey, just show me your hands. You know, you match the description of the guy that just robbed the store. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Turns around, bang, 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 and now you, you know, have officer you know calling for help on the ground. 
Yeah. And it's, it's just people understand that the speed and the quickness that, the, that those things turn sideways. And especially that criminal has the jump on him. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. He has the always, initiative. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Almost always has a jump on him. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. Even, I mean, even having a gun, it doesn't guarantee your safety. Right. right. But especially if, if, if they have the drop on you. But then again, there's, there's, there's um, psychological things that you can do. You know, the OODA loop, right? That, um, you know, it's talked about a lot in these circles, but, you know, you, everybody, they observe, they orient, and then they decide, then they act. So the bad guy will do that to you. He'll observe you as a victim, then he'll orient himself in a position where he could take advantage of you. Hmm. Then once he decides, he's going to act on it. And But then if you, you know, like a buddy of ours threw a cup on somebody, a coffee, you know, it, it broke his loop. Mm-hmm. And so then he had the initiative, right? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> he observed and he, <laughs> he, he, took, <laughs> he took action. He broke his loop, then right. he had the initiative, and then he could square himself away. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's always... There's always options, and guns don't guarantee complete safety all the time. But you have to have your head on a swivel and yeah, and be aware. Um, but uh, you know. So what do you th- what do you make of um, right now with all the the two A you know like this the Second Amendment um, you know this there's this argument in this groundswell of people like every I think even today here on in in early August they were they were uh, protesting in front of the NRA headquarters mm, yeah. to you know and. Um, do you think it's just an issue of fear? Do you think it's an issue of education? And I don't mean that they're not smart people. I mean that they're just not educated on on the facts. On the tr- yeah, yeah, the the well, reality depends. I mean, if you ignore the truth, yeah. and you don't want to hear it. So I what's mean, the reason for that? Like that's what I'm trying yeah. to that's what I'm trying to unpack here with us. Like maybe we should have had somebody who doesn't believe in gun <laughs> that, that wants gun more gun control on here. We could well, but it's, talk it's, to. And then it's kind of cool having having the coffee shop because we've had a couple guys. They, they came in and, and they're you know they're anti-gun and but they're they're concerned you know, like hey when's the coffee coming I'm like ah well, well as soon as they give us permission you know after so many decades right um, right. <laughs> we're gonna pour some water and some beans for those that don't know yeah, that you're yeah. listening that he's he they they have a coffee shop and gun shop and right. the coffee shop is the part that's getting held up by the town council yeah yeah they're yeah, not they're yeah, not giving them the permits to right. to put in so uh, it's been a long arduous yeah, process yeah um, but I mean we're you know we're going through the the process. Um, but I mean, but it's nice to have those conversations because, you know, for whatever reason, that environment's conducive to other people listening. Because you know, we just we'll make a case and like, hey, so have you ever heard of this stat? And so, what do you think of this? And we'll have an open conversation, and it never gets heated, never gets, um, you know, <laughs> elevated. You know, for for the people that've been there so far. I mean, if someone were to come, I've had a lot of you know ladies just curious because they want to see the bank and. Oh, we're not gun people. I'm like, oh yeah, we'll be happy to give you a tour. And we, I never bring up the guns, right? Because yeah. it's not really about that for us. It's just about, you know, people, their requirements, and 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 if they do ask something about safety, um, it's just if you're not a gun person, you want to protect yourself. What are your options? Because now everything's close proximity. Somebody walks up on you. Now you need to train on combatives. You have to be strong. You have to have knowledge. You might have to have some type of non-lethal if you can get to it fast. Um, we like the pepper gel over the pepper spray because of the aerosol. Especially if it's carjacking, you don't want that fog coming back in when you're into your driving space when you're trying to. Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking everybody's thing. crying and blowing their nose. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I saved us. I didn't see him. <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah. So um, I don't know. It's uh, well, I think there is a, a there's a, there is a movement of people that have been um uh, just have not been exposed. Let's see universities. Yeah, people just grow up and they don't grow up around guns. Yeah. Well, they don't. Uh, they don't realize they live in a c- 
capitalistic society well, either. They, but, but, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> they've been taught differently. No, what Stephen was saying is actually a really good point. Yeah. If you go back 40, 50 years, 50 right. years, 60 yeah. years, you know, um, it was pretty common. There were a lot of high schools that had a shooting range, a 22 competition yeah. range in the, in the basement of the high schools. Yeah, they yeah. had school they had school shooting teams, and yeah. and I can remember leave your gun school. in the in your on well, the yeah, gun rack in the truck. Yeah, when right. I was in high school, which is only five years ago, no, <laughs> 30, 40 years ago. Um, the uh, yeah, we would have guys, especially in hunting season, in the back of the pickup truck, they had a 30-30 lever action, you know, Winchester, yeah. and a bolt action for hunting or shotguns in the back of the car, sitting in the parking lot of the high school. Yeah, but you know, worst case scenario. I mean, every once in a while, there was a, a conflict. People would punch each other a couple of times, and they'd be on the same football team, you know, fighting for each other, right. as opposed to against each other. Um, it's just different. There has been a movement of just um, real, um, a, a movement away from just what I don't know. What, I don't even. Know how, I'm going to probably kill this. What I'm, my thought in my head is, is that we've moved away from masculinity, to where there's like honor and protection and this whole chivalry chivalry. Yeah. Yeah. And and now it's all about people getting offended and moving, you know, we can't say certain things because people get upset and get hurt by it. And it's, it's almost to the point of where I want to identify as a protector, I'll offend someone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like there's certain things where like even, uh, and it's almost to the point of where, uh, and guns play into this because guns are not a, they look at gun as like this offensive like dangerous lethal thing it, it is dangerous and lethal in the wrong hands used the wrong way but why isn't ms-13 seen as something uh, dangerous right or, yeah i'm with you hypocrisy there right yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. down with that 100 mm-hmm. percent. so our, our culture has been they have been exposed to them so mm-hmm. you know we moved away from an agricultural culture you know but 50 years ago there was farms everywhere and well, you grew up and, you know hunting and fishing and camping and, and being outdoors yeah and, but, it, I mean, it's moved to a more of a virtual, right? There are a lot of kids that play Call of Duty. They didn't know what M16s, M4s oh, M4 are. Yeah, My kid's yeah, never yeah. shot half of these guns, but he can tell me what they are. Oh, like, yeah. oh that's a scar. Oh, that's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, where'd you learn that? Yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. But it's uh, but they're not outside doing it. You know? No. But I think, too, that being, there's a respect for nature and an awe of creation when you're outdoors. And even... You know, sometimes we'll go out to uh, Kansas, and then it's just you're, you you may walk ten miles, right? But it's it's a glorious day. Yeah. You know, whether you see a bird or not, it's just you know with sunrise and those fields and the and the hay and um, just the the moisture coming off the. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful experience just yeah. just being out in nature. Sometimes I think we need to make uh, hunting great again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hagger. Hagger. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. But so I I think um. I think when we think about in terms of where our culture is going right now, um, and they, they really want to, they really because of the 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 way that they've postured themselves and the way that they've that that they've been sold a bill of goods in some ways, mm-hmm. and the way that they think and the way that they're they're approaching all of these things, they are they are actually wanting to remove, uh, you know, our Second Amendment right. Well, let's go back to the, the masculinity thing though too. Yeah, I think there's a concerted effort to 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 minimize the the role. Of, you know, of of just men in general, and and you can you can see it in the commercials, right? I mean, how many times have you seen the guy or their father just being adult, being somewhat daft, you know, being you know somewhat incompetent, just 
and everybody's barking at him and he's two seconds behind he's broken down he can't yeah think, exactly he can't, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and then he's just the shoveled man yeah um but the mom's holding the family together yeah or the you know you know watch disney channel and the kids are telling the parents what to do right like, yeah. you, know, you should grow up a little bit dad you yeah know, except me for who i am and you know right i, I identify as someone that doesn't want to you know graduate high school so right. there I am. Right. <laughs> it's not important to me otherwise known as homeless yeah. <laughs> that's what i would be telling my kid yeah, oh yeah. you identify as a homeless person yeah, who yeah. doesn't have a job but it's interesting i guess but like this is my home <laughs> <laughs> they're i mean with the they're completely I don't know. I just know a bunch of like hippie liberal friends that I have mm-hmm. that are all about like the goddess within and like m- uh, Gaia, the mother yeah, earth mother and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's all <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It just, it makes me laugh hearing you say these things because yeah. <laughs> you're the, not the furthest from any of that stuff. Oh, I know some <laughs> crazy people from down South, but uh, yeah. So it's all about like this feminine, you know, everything. And they're trying to yes. emasculate. You look at, guys now with the tight pants mm-hmm. and i don't want to get on that but it's totally <laughs> emasculating and you look at all the i don't know like the rappers the, i'm not into like a lot of rap but you look at these people and they're all wearing like it's all about like designers and they all want to wear like these hand like gucci handbags and stuff and they got rainbow hair mm-hmm. and all this totally like you look at tupac or biggie <laughs> you know they were i think rapping. the only way i used to get dates was i was always a project boy oh look at him he doesn't dress well i need to date him and fix him <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they were rapping about like eddie bauer i remember there's a tupac song that they, they they're repping eddie bauer you know like which yeah. is like a total outdoor you know like yeah, yeah a man yeah. like i think yeah. of you know oh yeah but well, they're rolling over in their graves at rap right now yeah Right. And I mean, that's a total if other they're dead, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, so they're in mask, you know, they're promoting all this femininity and like you know, they call them beta males and stuff like that with mm-hmm. low testosterone and all this stuff. And they're at the same time trying to tell all the, uh, the majority of like uh, the transgenders that I hear about, mm-hmm. they're mostly male to female. Like you don't hear a lot of like females I think it's a lot smaller percentage. I might be talking out my butt right now, but <laughs> pardon pretty the pun. Sh- yeah, but I mean, <laughs> even with that, like they're trying and they're over medicating, you know, young Estrogen. boys. Yeah, no, yeah. with even that, with ADD meds and stuff like that. Oh, he's oh. rambunctious. We need to make sure that, well, that this is, thing of masculinity well, isn't, is isn't like quelled. Fairfax or Loudoun County. They're going to start adding more time for recess because you, you you take a especially a boy. Um, sticking in room time, sit down for eight hours in a day. Yeah. It's going to go bonkers, right? right. We, brutal. Like a, you know, my, brutal. Like our dog. He's a pup, right? Yeah. He just, he needs, he has the energy. He's got to burn it out. Um, but then, I mean, then again, it goes back to, um, you know, the biblical narrative. We, you know, God made us one separate man and, and woman. Yeah. We are, um, we both have strengths and weaknesses. And then when united, we, complement each other those strengths and weaknesses and i mean you can see it with when 9-11 it was the men that were running up the uh the firefighters up the stairs to save people's lives and sacrificing their own lives but yeah it was the moms that's that right was, they were grabbing the children and ar- grabbing their arms around sacrificing their lives for the old ladies and the children yeah and you know two different roles but equally important yeah hmm. and well uh, it's funny i just did a, a business trip and we were traveling and uh, it was uh there was eight of us total on the trip and two guys six women Mm-hmm. And uh, it just naturally happened. He took the front. I took the back. I was making mm-hmm. sure nobody was behind. I was making sure I was just, oh, yeah. it just happened where we were just in that. And see what it is. That's a mindset. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, I care for people. I want to protect them. I want to make sure that everyone's 
you know, with us. We're not <laughs> we're not leaving anyone yeah, behind. I, I think mm-hmm. people take it out of context. Like, oh, you know, men want to rule. No, when the men were inclined to sacrifice. Well, I, know, I look yeah. at it like it's on my watch. Right, yeah. If, if you get jumped and I'm behind you, that's mm-hmm. my fault. I should have seen that. I should have been yeah. there to help you. Right. And to help prevent it or stop it altogether. Oh, yeah. It's a protective instinct. It's uh, just, it has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with you're not capable. No, yeah. Because trust me, there, I've met plenty of women that are probably tougher than I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they give birth, man. Oh, let go, let go, let go. <laughs> <laughs> women give birth. They're way tougher than me, oh, man. Oh, yeah, they have a, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not they saying anything a, about that. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're probably are better shots, by the way. Didn't you tell me that, something about that, Yeah, I, most, most, well, I think. I think there's a little bit of it where, you know, guys, we grew up learning how to shoot by watching Lethal Weapon, you know, rolling around <laughs> in the trees, shooting at, you know, right. all sorts of nonsense. Um, but, I mean, they're good students, and they listen, and um, they pick it up naturally. And and we have a good curriculum for that. But, yeah. I mean, they're just naturally good shots. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and, and I think for a lot of them that were intimidated, once they do it a few times, it's an, it's kind of empowering. Like, and then this is fun, and we I love to shoot. Yeah. And then they, you know, sometimes it's not just for protection, but hey, I want to get into the sport of three gun, or I want to just recreational shoot, or I want to do skeets, or yeah. you know, maybe you know, my father used to hunt, you know, birds, so maybe you know my my husband and I would like to do that or something yeah. like that. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it's about self-protection. Well, sometimes it's just about the sport. If our culture keeps going the way it is, you'll have uh, all these beta males, all these alpha women will be taking their kids hunting. <laughs> all, the, right. all the beta males will be staying home cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Not, well, that yeah. came out wrong. <laughs> but uh, they'll stay home and, and, and not, not put that masculinity. But, uh, he, you know, you, Stephen, you, you were touching on something, and this kind of brings up this thing that I was thinking about a little bit. And it, it is there is something to this whole idea of pulling away of masculinity this right of protection, this role of what our roles are that were God given um, for the sake of keeping order. Mm. And, um, you know, like, uh, you know, any man that's worth his salt is a man who's going to be willing to give his life for those things that he loves, Mm -hmm. those people that he loves. And we do this all the time, by the way, men do this all the time with their jobs. You know, when, when, when they love their jobs, they give their life to that job and they'll, they'll sacrifice their family for that job. So men do this naturally. We do this all the time. We find a hobby, we find something we love. It just it's a matter of what's the priority in your heart. And when you have a man who's owned by God and his heart has been adjusted by the things that are important to God, he's going to stand and protect his family and he's going to have that structure and that order in place a little bit better. But as a culture, we've thrown God out of our schools. We've thrown him out of, um, you know, we don't even want him in our churches. They're they're trying to keep, you know, preachers from being able to preach the truth and they don't want to hear it in the public. And what's happening is now the effects of that. And I, this, this is a cool, I'm going to preach this someday when I preach, but uh, you know, life is a, is a fruit bearing thing. It really is. All of life is fruit bearing. And what, what you reap is what you sow, right? I mean, that's biblical. And so we're constantly sowing seeds uh, in, and our life is going to reap whatever we've been sowing into our lives. And so when I think about that in the, in the terms of our culture, you abandon God. What are you sowing in? Well, it's going to be lies, deception, you know. Well, we, I mean, you remove um, those, those values that are, that are taught, um, those Judeo-Christian values, integrity, honesty, um, truth, strong work ethic, um, you know, in a, in a free society. I mean, we, we have a free society, so we're free to, to work and, and take care of our families and what have you. 
And you know, you always hear, well, see, capitalism has failed. Well, only because the foundation of that is, is, is integrity. Yeah. And so when there's no integrity taught, and then you have you know, business people cheating each other, and then you have um, politicians cheating and everybody kind of scamming each other, you know, of course it's going to fail. I mean, in that point, then, you know, communism's the more honest form of a, <laughs> of a, of a, of a market because they're just telling you straight up, we're going to steal from you. We're going right? to take <laughs> it all. <laughs> but, oh, but, that's mine. <laughs> but yeah, if, if the foundation of your culture is, is honesty and integrity and, and character, then it's going to be a strong culture and it's going to be a prosperous one. And it's going to be one that, because, that, you know, I, mean, I think the onus falls on the church to take care of, of those that are needy, not the government. Yeah. And so, you know, where, where's the church when, when, you know, for taking care of the widows and the poor and, and everybody else? Um, so, I mean, I think that's where the onus falls, and it shouldn't be a state-driven thing. But um, No, I totally agree with you on yeah, that. 100%. I was going to say to hop on that, uh, Matt Walsh did a podcast the other day about addressing the question of was Jesus a socialist? And so, which is a weird question because, you know, he, he loved everyone and he, that means that everyone gets to have free health care and go to college. Mm-hmm. But he was basically making the point that <laughs> all of the commandments, you know, where it's like give your your cloak to the the other and all these things to take care of them mm-hmm. that are all direct, comma- uh, direct com- uh, commands to the individual, not the government. He wasn't going around to the government and saying... You need to make sure that your brother has. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's all you, you, yeah, you. It's, and basically, it's a personal. Yeah. And it's so, nice. yeah. And so when he said, you know, obviously Jesus wasn't a socialist because he didn't advocate socialism. So we didn't know, but he didn't advocate uh, capitalism outright because he didn't say anything about politics. Um, but capitalism is biblical. Right. Because so that's, that's the best way to enable the individual to care for the other person that was commanded. What, what's the best right, yeah. way in order to, for an individual is to mm-hmm. take place in the, you know, free market and be yeah, <laughs> whatever gives well, you more money to I mean, be able to Bible give. I mean, the Bible says if you work, you will eat, right. you know, and, 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 you know, and like I said, that you reap what you sow. So there's this, that's a capitalistic, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Let's that's a, into it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's cool. And and a lot of people too even thought that the early church was somewhat communist because they were um they were talking about how when the early church they would sell property and then they would come and lay the money at the feet of the apostles and then the apostles would distribute it as they had need. And uh but no one said that they had to do that because they were a Christian. Like even Ananias and Sapphira, the the ones they sold some land, they told the church they were going to give the money to it. They kept some back and and Peter even says to him before he, the guy dies because mm-hmm. God kills him. But he says, you could have done whatever you wanted with this. Like, yeah. He doesn't even, he doesn't even say you had to do this. They just said we were going to do this. They lied to the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And then that's why God made an example out of them. But the truth is, is that it's a personal mandate. So I have a personal mandate from God to protect my family. Mm-hmm. He gave me a wife. Mm-hmm. He gave me children. He gave me a house. He gave me a job. I have a mandate to steward over those and protect them. Mm-hmm. And I would never, you know, because I believe in the Lord and I believe in his ways, I would never go into my neighbor's house and take his stuff, you know. Um, that's just, that's where, you know, freedom, um, you know, there's a limitation on it when you infringe on someone else's freedoms. Right. Right. And then so that's that's where the laws come into effect. Right. Um, but, I mean, you're free to do as, you know, as, as what you what you can or what you will. You know, in, in the Christian perspective, 
um, you know, life is short compared to eternity. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. when you consider, hey, if I'm only here for a short time, then why not, you know, th- the best that I can um, just honor God in all the things that we do because it's a short-term sacrifice, really. And so um, so serving other folks. And so I think, do believe sometimes God lays on your heart who you should serve and who you should help out and extend a helping hand to and, you know, offer, you know, offer his glory and his purpose because something comes from it. Um, and it's, sometimes it's just the most, it's the smallest little act that, that you do is, will mean the most to somebody else in need. Yeah. That I mean, and you never had any idea. It's just, hey, let's, let's help this guy out because um, we just heard this. And it's like, hey, you know, no one's ever done that for me. And, well, I'm, you know, I'm surprised, but I'm, I'm glad God laid that on our hearts to, to help you with that. Or people have helped us, too, when we've been in need. Yeah. And so it's, uh, yeah. it's a wonderful thing when, when God, you know, uses you to help somebody else. So you had mentioned the the laws will kick in. You said, uh, mm-hmm. well, when you infringe on somebody else's rights, you have, we have laws in place, right? You to prevent, yeah, from to protect yeah. and mm-hmm. to help provide, so that there's always a, a way to defend and protect and all that mm-hmm. and reciprocity. 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 That's right. That's right. I can't. Can you say that for me, GW? That's right. Reaper. Reaper. Uh, Reaper City. <laughs> Reaper City. Yeah. But, German. <laughs> but uh, so the constitutionally, Chimichanga. Yeah. I want to go back to the 2A, the Second mm-hmm. Amendment, because that's kind of what I'm trying to keep bringing us back to. But it says here, I'm going to read it so that. Because in case you don't know what the Constitution says, second trigger minute. warning. <laughs> trigger <laughs> warning. Mute this if you don't want to hear this. But this is what our founding fathers said. It says a well-regulated militia, being necessary, operative word there, necessary, necessary. Uh, to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So uh, this is awesome. That, I mean, yeah. if you just would read that and ask someone to explain to me what that means, they're going to get, they're not going to, they're going to shut down their own argument. Well, but then they'll parse it and they'll say, well, they'll forget about the comma. Well, it's only for malicious. But then I mean, the Supreme Court's already ruled that that's not for malicious. You have, malicious have to be made up of individuals, mm, right? right? Malicious is not going to a manufacturing company. They're going to, okay, now that we have a militia, now we have to arm them. Right. Um, so, right. yeah. And, right. and, and two, like with the, uh, I think the Heller decision in 2008, he also made um, reference that, and I don't remember the legal term for this, but um, they also allowed the, the I guess, the example that an AR-15 um, is, is acceptable to, for everyone to keep because it's on par, you know, anything that's equal to or greater than than what the threat that can be posed against you right. would be. And so if our standing military has something, then, then the, the individual should be able to, to bear that as well. So when do I and get so my... Those are, uh, AR-15s my are protected by that last decision. I mean, I know the liberals like, always like to talk about precedent. Well, yeah. the last decision is what counts, right? right? Well, that's the last decision that counts, so ar fifteen should not be banned. Right. And uh, I, I was going to say, even to tackle onto that point, which is a, a good one, that you always hear whenever liberals say this, they're like, oh, you think you're going to take down you know the military when they start coming around you know like if if america becomes a police state i mean that's why the second amendment is to protect us from the government we can keep them in check exactly we keep the government in check and they should be they should be scared of americans i mean that's what the government they're not in the sense of like oh they're going to overthrow them but we might you know like they did that our whole country was founded on a revolution of people (laughs) yeah um (laughs) 
Well, they didn't have zombies coming down from Canada in the Revolutionary War, but it could happen <laughs> right, now, yeah. right? <laughs> but, <laughs> That's what I'm prepared for. But the thing is, is like when you think about the government, so if, if we became a totalitarian state, which is, you know, I well, guess literally Trump, it's only months away since he's literally a totalitarian. Yeah, but prior but, to that, they would like, well, how can you not trust the government? But right. I mean, I mean, you know, within the last few years, we, could you really trust what they said about Fast and Furious? Could you trust what they said about <laughs> Benghazi? I mean, about the IRS scandal and... Could you trust anything that Hillary says? You know, no. she's not shaking her head sideways, <laughs> having a seizure. But I mean, the thing is, is like when the government, it, how do they institute that? Mm-hmm. It's like it, they're not going to be. So basically, the thing is like, oh, what's an AR-15 going to be used against a tank? It's like, oh, do you think that they're going to have tanks posted on every street corner? No, no. Like, well, no. Like, what, how do totalitarian regime changes? They're going to put soldiers on every thing, and it's you called know, it, Red Dawn. Right. But th- but the thing is, is all these arguments is they're going to be, we want to be carrying the same thing. So an AR-15 in a practical sense, if the government starts to become totalitarian or we have to fight back, will be sufficient. Well, like, uh, yeah. But so and you, you talk firearms. Um, I mean, there's different things for different situations, right? But, um, you know, people like to argue, what's the best thing for home defense? Mm. You know, there's a pistol, shotgun, or, or you know, an AR yes. for the most part. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I mean, pistols, you know, revolvers have capabilities. They're reliable. You know, we only make up five rounds. So if something's moving through your house and you miss three, ta- three times and you only have two re- left, I mean, can you reload it quickly? Probably not. You know, if you have a Glock, it's a pistol. But pistols are the hardest to shoot because you've got a short sight radius mm-hmm. recoil. And imagine the adrenaline when you've got auditory exclusion, you've got tunnel vision, your hands are shaking. That's mm-hmm. very difficult to do, especially with movement and, and without training, right? You can't... Again, in the dark. In the dark, yeah. So you can't buy a guitar. I heard one of these other instructors, I think it was Vickers, who got it from another guy, yeah. that said you can't buy a guitar um, in one day expect to play in the band the next. So, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of training associated with it. But then if you have a shotgun, right, it's devastating, but it's long, it's unwieldy. People don't practice with it, especially if it's something you give to your wife because it's, it's uncomfortable to shoot. <laughs> so you, when you consider an AR-15 for home defense, well, that's overkill. Well, you know, not really because it gives you multiple points of contact. It's a small round and not a lot of recoil. And with that, I can put a, uh, an optic on it and a flashlight, and I can actually identify a target or not. And so um, I can hand that off to my wife. It's, it's cheating if they're bad guys in the house. Mm-hmm. Right, so why shouldn't she be allowed to cheat? Cause right, you know, because our first thing is, hey, if you're in, you know, t- t- it's just life that we're trying to protect. You know, get out of the house. But if there's an intention beyond that, and then you're forced to defend yourself, you know, why not have, you know, the best that you can possibly have to, mm-hmm. to save yourself and your family? So yeah, I mean, the AR-15s. So, I, you know, I'm a big but, fan. But what I guess, but the whole idea of this whole thing, though, about what we're getting back to is that that. God's given us a mandate. Mm-hmm. We have a man, a God-given right to protect and defend my family, and the Constitution simply acknowledges that. Well, that's th- what it does. They did, the framers didn't think that it needed to be written down, but just in uh, case, right? Right. right. Hey, let's write these. Well, you know, thank these, God uh, they did. God-given rights down on paper. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had come out of a place where they were losing their rights that were given by God altogether. Wasn't the NRA like founded? You know, making sure that the freed slaves had rights to firearms so they could protect themselves from the people that didn't want to, you know, 
the, the is mom's, that the truth? I didn't know, uh, you know that. I, yeah, I, I think I've got to confirm that. But I think that's you know, why they were founded. Was wow. hey, no, we need to make sure. I mean, they're free. Mm-hmm. They should have the right to defend themselves from people that still don't believe that. <laughs> so um, you that's know, awesome. So God bless them. Yeah, every but, man's free. Yeah. So so we're talking about you're somebody wants to take away something that God's given me that you have no right to. You don't mm-hmm. have any that is not yours to take away. It's mm-hmm. not your. It's not yours in, to decide. It's not yours to to even make a judgment. Well, why don't they start in Chicago? They well, want to take the guns away. Well, they tried. <laughs> They've done that. They're not going to go house to house in Chicago. No, but they have, and they have the strict, strictest gun laws, but the highest murder rate. Well, yeah, they're up to what seventeen hundred at this point. Yeah, and, yeah, it's, shootings, and I mean, and that's I mean, the thing. Yeah, is whenever you tighten down gun control, it mm-hmm. restrictions on gun law on gun laws and in, in to a public the crime rate goes through the roof and mm-hmm. people can't seem to understand. And, and the logic behind that is, is that, that they, the criminal knows that the people are not armed and protected. Well, and it, it's, you know, it's the path of least resistance, right? Why, right. why should I hurt myself if I don't want to rob somebody? Right. There's a house that, that has, you know, Smith guarded by a dog and Smith and Wetson sticker and an ADT. And right. then there's a house that, you know, there's, there's 15 um, papers sitting on the front porch well, and a not. Hillary Clinton <laughs> sign out front. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Socialism starts here. Come yeah. on in. <laughs> right. What was that that joke about the guy? He's like, my my neighbor doesn't believe in gun control. My no, oh, yeah. neighbor believes in gun control. Rob his house. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's not armed. Right. He's yeah. not armed. But that's the thing. Is so it's about. It's really a fundamentally. It's about there. There's this groundswell of of people that do not fully understand what they've been given by God. Mm-hmm. For their own protection. I mean, um, think about it just on the most simplest of terms. If one of, if you, so say you want really strict gun control, you want to remove the ability to have fire. You want literally no firearms anywhere, mm-hmm. but yet you're standing in line at, at Starbucks and you're getting your frappuccino, and uh, someone comes in behind with a knife. Wouldn't you want the right to be able to protect yourself? Wouldn't you want the right to be able to protect? Not not yeah. how, but wouldn't mm-hmm. you want the right to be able to protect yourself? Yeah. Wouldn't you want the right? To be able to protect yourself in a way that's going to end the conflict quickly and mm-hmm. and you know final, right. or or do you want it to be drug out and painful and bloody? What what is it? Or do you want to not even be able to defend and protect yourself? Well, I was going to say I, I haven't looked this up, but I wonder. I think when I when I was you know concealed weapons class, one of the things is you know you only draw your gun if you or you only draw it if you intend to shoot or use it, or you even. And you don't aim it unless you intend to, you know, you only aim at what you intend to mm-hmm. hit, possibly hit. Yeah. 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 But even, you know, most of the time, I, I would wonder what the statistics are on a person actually needing to fire it to stop a situation or de-escalate. I, like, I wonder how many times what there's a brandish, woman. Right. Right. Just brandishing brandish, it yeah. is going to make someone run the other way i well, think yeah. well but and sometimes though it depends on what state you live in you brandish and you and somebody sees you then you're going to be charged right so yeah. yeah well well don't you know don't brandish but i got you know six guys with crowbars chasing me right yeah <laughs> so um well it, you're talking about some some of the statistics um so firearm cri- crimes are they were down since 1998 they've been down 7% um, and what's interesting to me is when, uh, and you might know the statistics since you own a, a gun shop, it, didn't the gun sales go up when, when Obama came into office? Oh yeah. He's been the best salesman that the gun industry's had in the last several <laughs> and, years. And yeah. the reason behind that? Well, if, if, I mean, 
I mean, Americans were naturally recalcitrant, right? So if you tell us we can't have something, oh, well, we need to have it before they ban it. Right. Yeah. And so that is, that is our intent. That's the logic so, and behind that's what it. Happened. Yeah. So, yeah. so he just, he, they saturated the markets with AR-15s because, yeah. um, was it Sandy Hook? Yeah. Yeah. So um, like we're going to ban all assault rifles and this and that because I think that was, um, yeah. So, I mean, that, but that was, that's when it went sideways real super quick. Just like, hey, if they're going to ban them, you know, I want one to protect my family. Because I'm not a bad guy. Yeah. And so, and then the, the prices skyrocketed, and it took them a few years to come back down again. Yeah. And, but uh, crime rate went down. Oh, well, yeah, because everybody had firearms. Right. Yeah. I mean, and they were packing concealed um, handgun permit courses or CCWs, depending on the state, the definition changes yeah. the acronym. But, uh, yeah, but they went through the roof. So, and so, uh, so let me ask you a question. What I, I'm hearing now talk about, like, common sense gun laws. Mm-hmm. What What... What is your recommendation? Do you think anything needs to be changed? Do you think that they need to be loosened? Do you think that... Uh, well, it, it depends. I mean, we could add another 3,000 laws on the books, but will they ever enforce any? I mean, that's, you know, what's... what's I mean, it, how many do you need bef- before you affect change until they get what they want, which is complete gun control confiscation, but it hasn't worked in the islands of Great Britain and Australia. Right. So, I mean, we still have a porous border, and so we have... You know, we have an awful lot of illegals coming in. We have an awful lot of gang members coming in. Yeah. A lot of it's, um, you know, cartels make more money in the in the, in the, the um, human trafficking human now. trafficking yeah. industry as opposed to, the, you know, Coke and, and everything else. Yeah. And, and, and it, for a while you had, um, was it the Colombians or the, um, was it Chavez? And I can't remember, but they used to hire these old former um, Russian uh, submarine guys that would make these diesel subs. And then they would they'd fill them with all sorts of coke or whatever, and they would <laughs> skim the the bottom, of, you know, the top of the ocean, you know, just uh, just under the surface, yeah, right? just yeah. under the surface, come up in New Orleans and the marshes and dump all that stuff off. And so I mean, you got a couple thousand pounds of coke. What else couldn't you put in there if you were right, exactly. you know, allies with the, you know, because now you got the cartels working with the ISIS and, and, and certain terrorist groups, and are they bringing in all sorts of weapons Dude, of that, mass destruction? That is insane to start well, thinking yeah, about. But that's, yeah. yeah, but it's it's not heard in, in public. But and this is all open source stuff. No and secret yeah. here but um yeah but there's there's threats all the time from from everybody that, that has evil intent and so how do you protect yourself against it and so uh i was gonna say it's it's almost i was, I was talking with uh someone earlier today and they're saying like we were just talking about movie theaters are you just thinking i mean that's literally one of the best soft targets and not to i don't want to say this in the sense that there might be a terrorist listening and then would do something, but you got to think of it like. And don't say it. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They've um, probably thought of it already, man. Right, yeah, yeah. but evil. I mean, the thing is, is you know, it doesn't. If all it takes is, like Black Friday, you think that all it takes is a terrorist that goes to eight different cities, like uh, Des Moines, Iowa, or you know, just like smaller ones, and all they have to do is. G- go up to a Walmart and start unloading uh, all these defenseless shoppers or something like that. Yeah. They can do so much devastation. Um, and that will be more insidious. This is probably a little yeah. off topic, but yeah. I mean, just the, the amount of, well, you're, you're talking self-defense, you're talking threats and there are various threats that are out there. Yeah. One could be just random crime. One could be domestic, some like a stalker or something like that. One could be a terrorist threat and that could come in many forms, whether it's a knife attack, whether you know, a vehicular assault, you know, where they just drive over tons of people, IEDs, um, you know, how do you defend yourself against... But you're not even counting in this, that all it takes is one massive moment 
where you know a disruptive moment like that like a walmart and then then society begins to break down around that right so then looting happens and then you oh know, i wasn't even so going that far i was just saying when you just think of how many soft targets it's one of those things like yeah. It's, why not, it's I, not hard to find easy targets yeah yeah and that's why you should always that's why i always carry everywhere yeah um but yeah i, I mean I, i'm just thinking out loud that just the yeah. Again, with the porous borders and all that thing, that they're, oh, yeah. they're obviously bringing in tons of guns. Well, yeah, there's thousands of threats here. Yeah. But that's my whole point too: is that I want to be able to, when if something were to happen, uh, you know, I mean, th- it, listen, if something major happened, we're, we're talking like most people don't even have two days worth of food, you know, saved up for to help themselves or get their family out. And then all of a sudden people are going to want the food that is available. It's going to be a breakdown of our society really quick. Mm. And, and you need to, people are going to be targeting you just because you look like you might have food or money or whatever. That's why you, you have friends with Mormons. You right. make friends with Mormons because they always got a <laughs> <laughs> they got a full a base of it. Of rice. Yeah. <laughs> or or yeah, or prep prep prepare yourself, I guess. But uh, not. Yeah, but I mean, but my point is, yeah. is that this and so on a micro level that happens in the minute that uh, something happens at a Starbucks. You know, th- things break down pretty quick, and so you got to be able to know. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, this goes back to situational awareness, right? When, yeah. you, when you, when you're going out with your family, um, you know, and you walk into a restaurant, I mean, I, I think when there's a crisis, most people flee back to the, to the entrance point that they walked in. Right. Right. So if it's a restaurant and they all came in the front door, then they have a hundred people walk, we're trying to get to that front door, but you know, three or four smart people run out of the back with the, with the cooks through the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So, um, so knowing egress points and setting someplace strategic. Yeah. strategically so you can see everything going on because yeah. if you pop up and you have no idea and you're scanning where'd that come from was somebody just drop a plate or mm. or what have you um you didn't want to hear you know somebody drops a plate and there's you know bad boy bob i saw sleeves triangle contact right. <laughs> <laughs> his, his little uh, mp shield out and he's pointing his hey, 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 hey. <laughs> what's wrong so, with an mp hey, shield little gun. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But uh, it's not the size can, of the yeah, gun; yeah. it's how good you hit the target rapidly right. <laughs> <laughs> with with capacity. Right. Yeah, depending on the target, right? right. So, um, wow, but, yeah. I feel inferior now. What? I feel inferior. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I think you go back to. I mean, you can't prepare for every situation, but you can have enough of a skill set and knowledge for for survival that will yeah. help you respond to 80% of random things that can happen. Yeah. And so one is at home and one is when you're out. So, and, and two would be, you know, when you are out, um, like with nine 11, we couldn't, my wife and I were both in, in federal facilities. And so we couldn't get out. But so how do you, if you're, we didn't have a little man at the time, but if he was at school, how does he get picked up if mm-hmm. we're, if we're barricaded inside a building and they won't let us leave? Yeah. So, and then how do you get phone calls out? Call the local lines were locked up. So, you know, we would call down to, to her family, you know, a couple hours away and communicate through them and then have work a, out a plan to have, have somebody pick him up and then, and then, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So communication's key. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in the, in the worst case scenario, um, you know, what are your options? Yeah. You know, do you barricade think, in place? Do you flee? Do you try to, you I know, don't egress? think anybody's thinking about these things and, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it, it's sad that we're in that state today where this is the mentality that mm-hmm. now, uh, if you here's the crazy thing too if you here's just one think little anecdote though before you talking about like when you come home from um 
uh, well, my stepdog was was named Peanut. Remember Little Peanut? <laughs> I remember <laughs> yeah, Peanut. Yeah. Little Peanut. <laughs> but um, the, we we came back from vacation and and pick her up. I I had her trained to where we put treats in all the corners of the house. And like and so when we get home, I'm like find the bad guy, and so she <laughs> ran through that house. But if someone was in there that we didn't expect, you know, we'd be immediately you know she'd bark and yeah, because she you know yeah, she yeah. would know. But and there's all sorts of little things you can do for for. For just uh, situational awareness. That's awesome. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I was just thinking the edge that it gives you just to have even halfway prepared because mm-hmm. most people aren't anyway prepared. Right. The edge that that gives you to be able to survive mm-hmm. in a moment where you might have literally minutes, maybe even yeah. seconds. And I was going to say kind of on like a larger scale to go along with that when you're thinking about like the way you have to be in this increasing society that we have to think about these things. I think it goes even more so for Christians because we, not to say that we're persecuted in the same way, but I mean, if we keep going down this, the way that society, it, it, we're getting very anti-Christian in the West. And, oh yeah, you know, all it takes is to get some, you well, know, some regime. I'm not, I'm not going to yeah, go too far down, no, but, but I mean, I'll, I'll mention like when we, when we recently had that little public hearing with the town, we had this, this one couple when we were talking about the coffee shop and they were like, well, you know, can you? How can you guarantee that they're gonna that they're gonna serve coffee to to people of color and <laughs> people with different sexual orientations and and uh, and this and that and the other? And I'm like, because I like to re- make money. Well, I, I think what they <laughs> well, I think what they had was I think they saw my the scripture verse on the bottom of my webpage. And oh. Like all oh, those Christian Nazis, they don't like anybody. Oh man! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, they never stepped foot in the shop. They never met us, right? It's just some type of perception that they have that they've learned, and. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's like a church. Everybody's welcome, right? And then we'll serve everybody. Well, and, uh, I mean, yeah. the bottom line is you're there to make money. Well, and yeah, And they, they're going to buy coffee? Why yeah. would you turn them away? Well, yeah. But, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, that yeah. would be my answer to them. I want to make a living. And so if you want to buy coffee well, and yeah. I sell it, then come and get it. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if you want a gun, come and get it. And if you want training, come and get it. <laughs> well, yeah. That's my answer. Yeah, we want to pay the bills. But right. The, I mean, the purpose, though, it, it is serving, right? And yeah. just teaching. Right, and 100%. So, yeah. yeah. And so... Um, I just... It just yeah. that, that it always cracks me up when people have that that, that idea well, of... But of, here's... The, and, it, and I don't know what they think, but, you know, and then, like, was it... Just in one day, I had one retired FBI agent. I had two soft guys, two, a couple Green Berets, um, you nice. know, an investigator. I had um, Fairfax Police Department and Loudon and... Uh, I mean, it's the safest corner in in in, in right, <laughs> five yeah. mile radius. Yeah, just because they're all good, upstanding citizens, and you know, a pastor came in, um, and so can't uh, trust those guys at no, all. No, uh, <laughs> pagans. <No>. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying yeah. to take people's money. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, but is there any statistics on um, gun ownership and like um, financial responsibility equated to that and people yeah, like the lifestyle that goes along with people that typically own guns are they more responsible are they more no but I mean not that I'm aware of or would would state you know factually but I mean I do know that with um, you know we, we go out of our way law-abiding gun owners to follow the rules in every instant oh yeah because <laughs> it's you know even though it's you know it like as Jesus says hey render into Caesars what Caesars you're right there's there's you know, pay your taxes, right? We'll obey the laws. And so, yeah. um, and, and, and nobody really wants to violate that. And then if you go back to the NFA Act that was instituted where mm. that basically it's the 14th Amendment, the Commerce Clause that allows the federal government to regulate firearms. Because if it's, if one part A was 
manufactured in Maryland and Part B was manufactured in Virginia and they cross state lines, then the government can regulate that stuff when you put it right. together. So, um, so suppressors and short-barreled rifles, any rifle that has a barrel shorter than 16 inches, any shotgun that has a barrel shorter than 18 inches, um, they, you have to fill out paperwork and then they have to do a background check and it takes eight to 10, 12 months, you pay a $200 tax stamp. And so all these NFA items are heavily regulated, like yeah. especially the full auto stuff, right? They, they haven't had any in the, the U.S. since um, you can't bring them in or manufacture them since, um, since 86, I think. So, um, so they're heavily regulated. And What's and it cost to get like a full auto machine well, gun? You know, but prior to that, I mean, up until the, the 80s, you could buy them for $1,500. And now they're, because you can't get them anymore, they're 15000 to 20000 to 30000 You get an old... World War Two, uh, Browning automatic rifle, they're the coolest things ever. But yeah. uh, they're just—I yeah. love the old hi- historical stuff. Yeah. But the, um, but I mean, they can go a hundred thousand dollars just because you can't get them anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just another way to waste a lot of money and ammo. But yeah, um, I was gonna say one of yeah. the nice things about this weekend, my buddy, he has all. Ca- they have a lot of full auto guns out there, mm-hmm. completely yeah. legal. Those things are—they're just so much fun. Yeah. Like you get it like a. My favorite is the this little suppressed MP5. It's oh, like the yeah. best thing. It's nothing yeah. more like a manly <laughs> <laughs> shooting. <laughs> oh man, the grin that I get on my face when yeah, I go. Here, I don't know. Yeah, shoot the gun, dude. <laughs> yeah, shoot the gun. It's bigger. Make my finger tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cramping. Ouch. <laughs> But it's hard. getting late. Where but, did Arnold come from? <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> he's, he's W's back up. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Um, no, but 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 when you go back to to crimes committed with NFA items, I think that, to my knowledge, there's only been one, and it was a I think a law enforcement officer in a domestic situation uses you know NFA item, and so because you spend so much, you put so much effort into acquiring things and, and keeping them on record and what have you. Um, you know, wh- why would you compromise, you know, the ability to, to have that, mm. that fun little item? Yeah. Suppressors are the same way. I mean, in the reality, because they were going to push through a, a suppressor act, but it's an accessory just like a scope. But scopes aren't, uh, you know, NFA items, but a suppressor is just because the connotation, though, well, that's something that, that we, you know, that John Wick would use, and so, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I mean, he also used a Glock. So well, yeah, a Glock with a suppressor, really but, well. Yeah, and, and all it does it knocks the decibel rating down to like 130 decibels. So yeah. it's so hearing can, protection. Yeah, that's really what it is. You can still hear yeah. it. It sounds like a 22 without a suppressor. Right. So, but it, it saves your hearing, so you don't get tendonitis. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> get tendonitis in your ears. <laughs> um, <laughs> tinnitus in your ears. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, so there's you know there's benefits to some of these accessories, but you know, like you're, you know most people, law-abiding citizens will will follow the laws because it's it's just what we do, and we just want the ability to, you know, until they can guarantee that that criminals won't have guns, then or knives or running over mass groups of people with whatever, then right. then the onus is on us. So why should we we be limited in any scenario? Dude, this where is we're a whole that's a whole another conversation, but that is it. Like wh- what's next? Okay, so you ban guns so now you ban knives i mean they tried that in well like you look in at london, england london right stand, yeah. yeah they tried yeah. london <laughs> yeah. they, they ban knives and then now what you know hey, hey stop it what i think Here's i think my Cal- bobby Cal- yeah. Cal- he's I got think- a stick <laughs> you can fight with a knife <laughs> i think i think california's beating him to the chase they've banned straws so they, oh yeah you can't have straws put somebody's eye out with the frozen yeah. pee right that's right <laughs> the 
frozen pea. Camille. Oh man, dude, this has been awesome, dude, to, to hang and talk and uh, and just kind of hear your your perspective. And and I love all your insights on personal protection and training and and uh, your insights on just kind of like a, you know evaluating the situation. Some and useful tips you gave. I know, right? Self aware. Really yeah. Maybe maybe we can do another podcast dedicated just to that side of um of the whole protection side of things. And well, as long as it was coherent, because we've been. We've been running on on, uh, on on caffeine a lot. Oh yeah, because, you know, <laughs> doing a, a small business, you know, yeah. and still working part time. And as an engineer, it's, I mean, you're you're completely sleep deprived. And then when you throw Kuja, we have a puppy that we got in and yeah. uh, and Christmas, and he's <laughs> kids eight months. Uh, yeah, little man, you know, constantly. Baseball, we we hosted the the Cannons players, and those are we had some great guys that have stayed with us yeah. the last two summers, and so. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm making uh, complete sentences at the time. That's right. Four syllable words. <laughs> Baseball. Uh, well, dude, you're welcome back anytime, man. We oh, we loved you. having you on the show, and uh, we we will get back and we'll we'll continue. This is an ongoing conversation, and and I'm sure that uh, you know as the laws continue to be pressed and people try to take away my rights and your rights, we're gonna. Yeah, we didn't even talk about national reciprocity. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, or three yeah. D printed guns. Oh yeah, so we'll oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that three D printed guns—that's an awesome thing. Yeah. I, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I mean, where do you get one of those printers? Well, here's the thing. I mean, you got to spend two thousand plus dollars for a three D printer to print a gun that shoots two rounds. <laughs> I mean, I could buy a two hundred dollar gun that shoots fifteen rounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I mean, that's only what bad guys would do. Right, right. right. Yeah. I like the idea of three D printing. It's Oh, that's well, awesome. it, well, there's all sorts of small little accessories that you can that you can create that make you can customize the gun to fit your hand. Yeah, you know, which makes it easier to manage the recoil. You know, all sorts of you know fun little things that you can do. I saw a guy that made an entire cup out of a uh, made a, an entire cup into a straw. Mm-hmm. So it was a straw, a cup that was the straw oh really <laughs> he's like he's like i i made this just to trigger people in california <laughs> i thought that was so funny looking man oh, that's good but uh yeah man so uh anyways man we'll we'll have you back on hey appreciate and, it and uh really and we appreciate everything and if, if you if you're listening to this and and you're in you want to get a concealed carry permit or you want to get a weapon Go to Bullets and Beans in Hamilton and or check out Bullets in Beans. And do not park in front of the Red Barn. Dot com and don't <laughs> don't park in front of the Red the Red Barn. You heard it, you heard it here. So uh, they will tell you. Anyways, Kevin, thanks so much, brother. It's cool to have you on, Rosie. Yo. Hey, man. As always, it's it it cool to cool yeah, to hang in with you. We will talk to you soon. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at alloutwarcast. Hey, thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.